0: All right, so we got a little bit of a moment today. I'm a little excited. I mean, I'm not excited, I'm missing Zach. We got Justin Miller here. Zach Ziegler, the editor in chief, yeah. uh, would normally be sitting right in that chair. Right, right. You would probably be somewhere over here. <laughs> so today it's in spirit for Zach. He's got a, he's had a ton of work and he's, he's traveling right now. And uh, I'm very excited that he's trusting me in the throne today. Nice. So um, guys, we have Justin Miller, uh, one of the more respected trainers in the bodybuilding community, someone that I've been keeping my eye on for a while. And he hasn't realized that, but I've been training in Bev's for about 20 something years. How long have you been there for? A long time. Right. 20 something years. Yeah. And there's just, as a, as a coach, cause I'm a born and bred coach. There's just certain things that you look at with a trainer to Client competitor, call it what you want. You look at, right. obviously, you always want to look at like exercise selection and knowledge and rapport, mm. body language, um, just even off the floor when you're sitting there talking with your clients. And there's just mm-hmm. things, as a coach, I'm like a student, I'm always absorbing. And you were <laughs> one of the guys that really led by example. So I thank you for that. Thank it's you, really Don, I appreciate that. It means thank a lot you. coming from you. Appreciate that. Um, and you work with one of my favorite uh, competitors in the Olympia, George, George Peterson. George yep. Peterson, um, who this year, I thought had a very successful finish. I mean I know your yes. goal is to always win and mm-hmm. you know, you wanna finish
1: with you know was it tens across the board? I mean you wanna do you yeah, wanna finish you, with you want, you want those straight first and you want the yep. first place win. But honestly we were uh we were both happy with the way it ended. Right. And um but he but he looked the winner
0: was Chris Bumstead, right? The winner was Chris Bumstead. Yes. Okay, he's who used has to Olympia in the classic division? He's got a phenomenal physique, yes. but just a much different physique than George. I Apples feel like. and oranges. Okay, can you compare him to us? Because uh, and I know you're not well, going to bash. I know you're not going to bash Chris. It's not in your not in your nature. But no, it's he's but actually it's, a really nice yeah, guy,
1: and he seems it. I will follow. And, um, you know, and I think Chris is a great example. You know, I mean, we've had a lot of discussions since. I mean, not only with George, but all the members at Bev's. If they're not competitors, they follow it. You know, the people that are there in the 70s and 80s, they've been following bodybuilding for all these years. So, they're, yeah. you know, so I've had a lot of discussions with people about the outcome, this and that, the classic division, compared to the bodybuilding division. Um, Chris Bumstead, I think, is a, a great representative for, for classic physique. Yeah, I He's, agree. You know, w- w- I'm partial, right, to George. So, I think George should have won, obviously, right? But, sure. But the reason he should have won is because he was the best bodybuilder there. You know, you can make an argument that, that Breon was very good, too, but I'm sticking to my guns and saying that George Peterson was the best bodybuilder on the classic stage at the Olympia, and that was our goal. But. And, and that's
0: phenomenal because deep down inside, you guys go in there with a specific goal, and you hit that goal. If you get beat, you get beat. Yes. And you can you can honestly look at yourself. And I was standing on the side of the stage, right, 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 and I was so I was able to see it as well as any yeah. judge did. And George looked pretty ridiculous. Like I'll be honest, I was right. he so was, was he, his best. Yeah, so Yeah, it, it was pretty crazy. But but yeah. classic physique is supposed to be a much different.
1: It's not the package. Yet. Yeah, yeah, and and I agree. It's like you, you know the IFBB has all these different divisions. Right. So. George, you could make the argument and maybe be actually correct in the argument that he could have won the 212 division. I'm not saying he would have, but you could make that argument, and he would have been high in he, the placings. He could have, he could have right? won that division. Yeah, possibly, right? He he would have been in contention. So, if he won classic, then there comes the controversy of, well, this guy won classic, but he might have been able to win the bodybuilding. So, I get it. I understand. I, I'm not. Um, I, I'm not gonna say that I think that Chris Bumstead's a better bodybuilder than George because I don't believe that. I don't think he is. But is he more classic than George? Yeah, the judges have said so, and and, and it sets a new standard in in a way for that division. You know, Brian is five foot six, a different look, kind of similar to George in that he's a, a he's a good bodybuilder and classic at the <clears> same time. <throat> right. Whereas. Chris Bumstead is obviously a great physique, great bodybuilder, but he wouldn't do very well in the open division. Right. You know, him against Brandon Curry, it's not a, you know, right. real competition. But he's very classic. He has a great look. He's got that awesome structure, the vacuum, the great legs, the you know, the, the and he's got great narrow waist, right? yeah. relaxed pose, the, the narrow waist. And he's 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 great. He has a great look. But he's different than George. So know, is that is that how Rio. you
0: define it? I mean, is because the the definitions, it's always I I loved it, because when they announced this new division four years ago, five years ago, where are we at now? Right, around? Three years ago. I think they announced it in 2015 and 2016. All right, so I'm close. Um, But I I, I said classic physique, you immediately thought of Arnold, and they were like, yeah, no, it's gonna be like back in the Arnold era, how Arnold Arnold looked is how these competitors are now gonna look, and I I got excited over it, because I really felt like there was such a large gap, there was such a big gap between the open division and the physique competitors, it was like, yeah. God, it's like two different physiques.
1: Drive a subway through it. Yeah. So
0: at first, when I heard there was going to be this almost middle division, yeah. it's not taking anyone anything away from anyone. That's their body type. That's what they're training for. And I think that's right. equally as hard work. But right. I got excited, and then but then I yeah, started thinking. I started thinking like, wait, is this a gray area? Like, oh, yeah. remember you remember <laughs> you remember you remember when Physique yeah. launched with um, who was the first year to win? Uh, Mark like Anthony. Mark Anthony. Yeah the guys started getting a lot bigger. Uh-huh. And it started looking like they were taking stuff that in the beginning you never necessarily thought they would be taking. And right, listen, right. I, I know even in the IFBB, there's guys that are naturals and there's guys that yeah, aren't. That's yeah, In professional sports, that's how it's gonna be. And I'm not here to point fingers. Right, right. It's out of my scope of work. But I think I got nervous with classic physique because I was like, wow, this is such a good idea. Right. I just,
1: I want it to stay it's, there Yeah, and not. It's complicated. It is. Cause what is class- you know, the height-weight parameters W- my understanding of it and uh, you know there's a million understandings of what because it was never clearly defined what classic physique is mm-hmm. might be something like Arnold or Frank Zane might be something like Lee Haney Lee Haney yeah, I was thinking that Flex Wheeler Sean Ray what exactly you know there's a big right. time gap and so um, and Arnold and Zane are so different already like right so they're, they're, and, and, yeah. and Flex Wheeler yet yeah, is still different than Arnold right you know, who would have won in a bodybuilding show? Arnold or Flex Wheeler at their best? Probably Flex Wheeler, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, right? Yeah. So it's just but it's a different era. But with this, we were creeping towards that with George and Brian. Like these guys are getting good. They're not where Flex was yet, but they're getting there. You know, the certain physiques that are coming up that have the potential to do that. Um, you know, it's a gray. It's a gray thing. You know, I think that um, You know it's hard to define what classic is and that was the biggest dilemma after this outcome for the olympia because george was you know we we, i think we did the best that we could with the parameters that we had with with weight i mean you always think you could do better maybe there's something we could have done different but given the weight that george had to make i think what he presented on stage was not only the best package that that he's brought yet, but I I, I think he's maxed out, at, you know, and because he has to cut weight to make the class, and then you right. got to fill back without spilling over. It's tricky. And George and Chris Bumstead are very different. So right. we were left with, okay, well, you didn't <clears throat> win, you know, so where do we go from here? Right. You, you can try to get more classic than Chris, but what the hell is that? Well, you, like, he doesn't yeah. do a vacuum. Arnold kind of you know this, the whole thing when he won the Arnold, i like, hit your vacuum on stage, and he didn't hit. You know, and he doesn't hit a vacuum, so he just. He has it. to get a little, a little le- le- like not leaner, not but his, smaller. His it's not thing. really his body
0: type. It's not some really. Some guys what he- hit
1: vacuum, some don't. You know, but yeah. I don't think a vacuum defines classic. But you know, it's a it's a stark difference between Chris with his huge rib cage and the vacuum, and George with his great abs. Um, You know, and George is much more heavily muscled. Right. Chris would even tell you that, right? So. It, it, but what do we do now? How do we get more classic? I mean, you know, what is. The, he's not going to be six foot one and blonde, right? So right. We, <laughs> it's right. a different look, different body type. Right. We could lose muscle, get more streamlined. Or. We're left with the choice or you well, can embrace it and go in the area and you know, go in the direction that it's probably really meant to be Yeah, in. like we can gain 20 pounds of muscle and, 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 right. and go try to beat all the
0: short guys Well, I mean I really respect the judges and Steve and what those guys hard did job. because you know what one It's a hard job and everyone's an expert um, And there's every, only one guy happy at the end. Of there's the day. only one guy happy at the at the end of the, the yeah. day, but um They stuck to their guns because when you're up there and when I was watching that on stage You can see there was a difference yeah. Between Chris and George, and you were and almost Leon. yeah. I mean, but you, you had yeah, you three three different guys, right? But the judges held their their guns. They really yeah. stuck to their guns, and they said, "You know what? Yes, George was the better bodybuilder, but yeah. is that category about bodybuilding? Yes, it is to an extent, but it's about bodybuilding towards a classic physique, you know." category, which, you know, probably Chris might own a little bit more than George, as you mentioned, because of the vacuum and because of the waistline and the height and all these other characteristics that I believe are out of George's control. You know, that was in God's will, you know, 30, 40 years ago when he put him on this planet. So
1: certain things you have, certain things you don't. And but, you know, one of the things George has is a lot of muscle, right? And that's part of the problem. Even if he had Chris Bumstead's vacuum and structure and height, and it, with all that muscle, if he could somehow make the weight class, would it still be too much? And that's, that's an interesting question.
0: So two, you know? So for the 212s next year, mm-hmm. how much did he weigh going into Classic? He had to weigh in at 192 was his weight limit. What changes now? What changes with his training, what changes with his prep and diet, if you're allowed to talk about it's that? It's a
1: good question. Um, and I've thought about this a lot. And George and I have talked about this a lot. And, and You still have a lot of time, but, you know. Yeah, but it, right. You know, but, you know, we're targeting summer. We're not, we might go as early as New York Pro. Um, we might go as late as Tampa. So somewhere in that area, yeah, we haven't said yet exactly what show we have. not Because we don't know. We don't know exactly. We have an idea what we want to target. But we'll see, you know, how his off season goes, how he's progressing, and what, what feels right at the time. But um, I don't think much change is done. I think that, you know, because we've talked about it over and over. And, and I said, you know what, George, we don't really have to change anything. Let's just keep doing what we do. Right. Because he's added, since he had to weigh in for the 2016 Nationals. He had to make 177 at the time. What happened was they bumped the weights up, and then there's a 10-pound difference from the amateurs to the pros. So now his weight limit went from 177 in 2016 to 192, where it was now. But he had to lose muscle for that. Right. We've never done a show together where he didn't have to lose a little bit, but it wasn't much. It was maybe like 3, 4, or 5 pounds. Whereas now he was ripped stage ready a couple weeks out at about 205. He's like he's so he had to cut thirteen pounds. Of I'm thinking, what
0: else does he really need to do? I mean, this is the two twelve and under division. I mean, he's, if he's going into competing this year at two o five, like almost want to take he'll him there. T-
1: yeah, he'll be about. And this is why I say this, based on what he's done, the progression that he's made since 2016. There's no drop off. It, it's it's steady progression. And George is an animal. George is. Uh, I always I feel like it. You know, the other clients are probably like beaten to death with me, you know, using George as an example. But he's a great example. Yeah. Since he turned pro in 2016, besides a two-week vacation that he when he went to Asia, you know, you're on vacation in Asia, you know, you can't eat perfect. It's a little more difficult. But aside from that vacation, right. he's never missed a meal since 2016. He's a hyper-focused guy. He's like a machine.
0: Does he still enjoy food, or is he a little sick? Um obviously consuming it. Is it, is it something where you guys have enough variety in his diet where you allow him even, you know, with off season training, he never really looks like he's out of shape though. Like he never yeah. looks like he puts on, you know, none of these dirty bulks. Like you always look at George and he's always like, he always looks lean. His draw line is really tight. Like he always looks
1: like he's, he's he'll there. Probably get a little more puffier in then in the coming months, just because okay. part of it was, I didn't want him to get too far away from the weight class. Right. So, you know, he, everyone's like, Oh, George is always ripped. He's not always ripped but you know we want to handle things like a like a professional you know i remember having a discussion with one of the pro bodybuilders at the gym and you know i t- i told him I said that i was dieting george for his guest posing and he he made fun of me he's like what do you mean why the hell would you diet somebody for a guest pose and i'm like well i just think he's like that's crazy you know you shouldn't do that but and and in, in the way i look at it and the way george and i spoke about it i said george you got to represent yourself and the sport as a professional. No, you don't have to die, over diet. It is only a guest posing. But I just felt like, hey, look, it'll get us closer to the weight. You know, I don't want you ballooning up to 240 pounds because you got to make 192. What's the perception
0: of the general public? The thing that I think is a tragedy is the kid who's starting out early and he's a year in yes. and he's turning around and he's going, "Why isn't this happening? Why isn't this happening? I want to look like that guy on the
1: cover, and not the, the resort to taking something."
0: Right, right. And to me, that's what kind of bums bums me out. But I was speaking to someone recently at a at a very well known bodybuilding gym, and mm-hmm. he just recently got off stuff. And I looked at him, and I said, "Hey, you you look great. What's?" What have you been doing? What's going on? He's a, he's a lot smaller, and he says, "You know, I I I got off what I was on and taking a little bit of a break and training a lot differently and this and that." I was like, "Wow, you look amazing! How do you feel?" And he's like. I feel like shit. <laughs> and I started laughing. I was like, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, imagine this. Imagine riding around in a 600 horsepower car and then suddenly just waking up and feeling like you're in a 200 horsepower car. It's mental. Right. Yeah. Mental. But, you know, sometimes it could be who knows how much stuff that person was on. And yeah. the thing he said to me was really interesting. He goes, I can't have as much deviation in my diet and specific foods I was able to process and metabolize a specific way. I'm realizing, man, I'm holding a little bit
1: more water. And I, is there is, is there some truth to that, or, or is that more And I said? Yeah. I talked to a bodybuilder uh, just yesterday, who I, who I started working with, who was natural his whole life, and uh, experimented his last competition with his coach, gave him some stuff to take. And he. I said, did you find it? Did you like the results? He goes, no, I hated it. I said, what do you mean? He's like, well, I just, I." I my body responded different and i seemed to be holding much more fluid and i didn't look the way i wanted to and and that's the thing people think that um you know natural bodybuilding is is you know so hard because you have to really focus on the diet training it's actually easier you know and and the, what is what do steroids do Speed recovery raises uh, hormonal levels. If done correctly, I mean, mm-hmm. what what else would help you? Maybe process the foods they, they, they hold fluids. Fluids. They retain fluids in the body. So, what is your objective as a bodybuilder to be as dry and ripped as you can on stage? I get it. So there's a there's right away there there's there's it, it gets more complicated, you know. And you see a lot of the in you know, and I don't know what you know, but you look at the the condition of the guys today. Why is it that the bodybuilders today? weren't as good as the bodybuilders twenty years ago they should be better why is it I don't know
0: Maybe. so you work with you work with a handful of natural guys yes I do are you are you allowed to talk about some of their some of their training the, the thing sure, of course the thing that I um, admire about a lot of them is that they're sticking to their guns right um, I never want to devalue any of the of the athletes that are on performance enhancing substances because at a specific level, you're going to have a handful of them that are on it and you can't take away from that hard work and you can't take away from that years under the iron. Does that make sense? Yes. And I, and
1: I think that and Lee Haney said this back in the day and you've heard, you know, different people talk about it who are, you know, in charge of of things in the sport who have been around for years in the sport. And I, I, I actually believe this to be true. The same champions would be there with the drugs or without because it's not the drugs that make the champion. It's not. It's the work ethic. It's the diet. The training. the The drugs can help and they can hurt. Right. And and I think that again, it's a gray area because, you know, once you implement strict drug testing and say no, you can't. You know, you're cutting into people's personal health. You know, because it's an individual decision. It's an individual thing. It's a medical thing. Some people need to. It's, you know, there's so much gray area today with the medical community and TRT and where things are at. You know, so. It's um, you know I think that that each bodybuilder should really you know they they're in charge of their own health and they have to weigh out what's important what the risks are and what's the right way to balance it with your with your life. I think a know?
0: big question is 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 it is it an area that you know the government should start regulating a lot differently well, so it gets so the so the right stuff gets in the hands
1: from the right people and, and yes yeah. and that's my point like they made this to do you know there's a whole thing where. You know, you, you, the baseball blew the whole thing wide open. Oh my God! Yeah, I remember right? that? That was the whole thing where you know, uh, you know, Palmero was like, I, I did not take before, yeah, you know, McGuire and, and Yeah, yeah all that stuff. Yeah, and, and the whole thing, and, and I knew that was happening. I had a friend that played in the minor leagues. Yeah. who was like called me. He's, like, he was out in the Midwest playing for a minor league team. He's like, and he was a bodybuilder, so he's like, bro, he's like, the whole team is on steroids. Like yeah. everybody's, they're all asking me because I'm jacked. And I was like, really? He goes, this, he goes, you see Sammy Sosa, McGuire. He goes, I'm telling you, these guys, are, something's going to blow here. And all of a sudden, he was, right. and he was right. And it did. But what that did was then they, and it, 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 that, and then they had the, the Steroid Control Act where they made it harder you know, to get. The, the, where there's demand, there's always going to be a supply. So what happened was people created stuff on the black market that's unhealthy, it's unregulated. And instead of helping the society, you heard it. Right. You know, so at least, it, you know, it's 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 tricky. And, and if you say, say a young guy wants to get into it, it's he's 21 years old and he wants to be, a, you know, a champion bodybuilder, he can't go to the doctor and get steroids. Because right. no doctor in their right mind is going to give a healthy 21-year-old steroids. So what's he going to do? He's going to go to the black market. So, right. and, and, you know, they tried to make society safer by making it harder to get. But in reality, they made it, you know, They made it safe. worse. They made it worse. So talk about your... Your training and your nutrition for some of your natties and that's the base of anything whether they're natty or not, you know, but the Every again, it's it, everyone's different Don. you know, I think that um, Most guys will have between five and seven meals per day You know you can't if you're not taking a performance enhancing drug You're probably not going to synthesize quite as much protein. So the protein requirements a little bit lower so the the protein will be slightly lower per meal, um, you know. I, I th- to me, in my own thing. It's 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 really similar. It's the same, you know. Right. In in that, uh, I'm precise with the training and the recovery and. The you also have nutrition. to go off and feel a lot. And the thing I, I, yeah, I see with what so you're unique. doing, yeah, yeah. It's and
0: this is what drives me nuts about coaching. When I, when I got into coaching twenty years ago, mm-hmm. it was in a specific time. This is like the late '90s and. Mm-hmm. You know, functional training started to kind of you right, know, wake right, right. up and it was a different definition then. But I remember in the strength and conditioning world, everyone tried to become very scientific yeah. and you tried to lay out like these periodized blocks over a year. And yeah. and I was unsuccessful probably 10 out of 10 times with it because I'd have a professional athlete traveling and he'd be in like Malaysia playing golf. And the next thing you know, he gets sick and then the training would like go to crap that week. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, oh my God, he can't hit the numbers and, 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 uh, and all this stuff. So I do believe that you set a program, you have a plan in mind, but you have to be expected day in and day out to make adjustments, and I yeah. know that's something that you do yes. daily with your athletes, yes. probably as good as anyone I've seen in the bodybuilding world you, where you understand, that. you know, I'm using George as an example because I love him, but like, does he need more today, does he need less? Yeah. A lot of people don't do that though, they wanna read what's in the catalog and say it's five sets of 10 today, I'm gonna do it no matter what. How do you, how do you make those changes or just more on, a,
1: on, on the cuff? You know, might be a tough question to answer, but I was just curious if you had, I think that body and there's always been the discussion of whether bodybuilding is a sport or whether it's a, you know, it's, it's an art form or whatever. But then there's the discussion of, is you know, the science people talk about the science of bodybuilding. And there is a course of science to it, but I look at it as more of an art form. And I think that. You know, maybe the two biggest things that, that if let you know, people say, what's your secret? How do you, you know, how are you so successful as a coach? Why do you guys always do well? I would say, uh, you know, two things. I look at it as an art form, you know, not just a science, because it's, the body's a fluid organism. It's always changing. You know, it's different, you know, now than it was a minute ago. You know, in some degree, it's different tomorrow than it is today, for sure. So you it's it's reading what's going on being and, and, and reacting accordingly. You know, like the other thing, that's, the second thing is that I, I have a belief that our bodies always talk to us. What we have to do is listen. You know, if you have a thing that says, okay, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to prepare, say you're doing a competition. This is your protocol. This is how we're going to do. You know, cut sodium out at this time and add carbs at that time and cut water at this and blah, 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 and you have a whole thing. But what if your body doesn't react that way? You know, what if you, you expect it to zig and it zags? You have to be able to adjust because if you can not adjust, let's say you look like a boxer, if you can't adjust the style and your approach during the fight, you're probably going to lose if you're fighting the guy that can, right? You know, it's, it's the same thing. It's like You never know what the body's gonna do every show is different Every competitor is different and every competitor is different every time So just because this worked for the last show doesn't mean it's gonna work for this show now, You know, so a lot of what I do is it's uncertain, you know in that it's like well, You know, we don't have an exact plan because people get freaked out. Like, well, what do you mean? What's the protocol? What are we gonna do for I'm like, I don't know. But you have to have a plan with diet. I mean, training's a different story
0: because you're going in there and what are you trying to do with training? I find trainings, I don't wanna say simple. I don't wanna, wanna, but you're creating tension. You're you're finding ways where you can best create tension in the area of the body that you're trying to train at that specific point, right? I mean- I'm a recovery guy.
1: Wow, I like it. I believe in recovery. I mean, you know, Hit people who say, "Well, I'm doing you know arms three times a week because they're weak." I, I, you know, usually my response is, "Well, you know, maybe you should you? just do it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe they're they're weak because they're not fully recovered. Right, you true. know, Maybe you need to do it once a week. Um, and again, each person's different. But maybe if you're doing, if say, if you've done arms once a week for the last year, and you want your arms to grow more, well, you know what? Maybe you should do it twice a week. Right. Just because it's going to shock your body. Right. You know. So it, I think ver- I think. Recovery is paramount, and I think variety is also paramount. But you can't wing it as much with diet. Diet, you got to be a little bit more. I don't don't wing it with training. That's more of a contest approach and stuff. But the the training, it depends on the individual, on injuries, on what their weak body part is, you know, And, and, and it's not one thing. I don't look at it as, okay, well, here. And that's the hardest part for me in working with athletes where I'm not in total control of everything. Like, say, if I train an athlete, but Someone else is doing their diet. It gets a little gray because I need to interact with that person that's doing their diet. I do believe that. You know, because it goes together. Like if you have a weak body part, you know, I don't believe in eating the same, all right, we're going to eat 150 grams of carbs every day and 250 grams of protein and, you know, 50 grams of fat. I, I don't do it like that. I'm like, okay, well, what's your weak body part? Legs? Okay, so here's what we're going to do we're going to increase carbs the day before legs or increased fats the day before legs and the day of legs we're going to have a you know uh, a higher glycemic load post training and we're going to do this and, you know uh, and, and within a 48 hour window you might eat 150% of the carbs that you would on the other days or even 200 you know so it, it, but your the reason for that is so that you can you know, actually help grow that weak body part, not just this training techniques and stuff, but also the diet techniques. And it works very well, you know, like cheat meals, people talk about that, they work if it's strategic. The reason they work is because your body gets in, when you're in a caloric deficit, it gets more efficient. So then all of a sudden you shotgun the food in, you know. I have noticed that.
0: I have noticed, I've I've had, I've never had a diet for a show, but I've had a diet for a few covers. And um, where I remember back in 2014, I, I went through a, a typical contest prep, right. and it was a great experience for me because I realized, holy shit, the week of like what your body goes through. And I remember I remember being up on 57th Street right. training a client. Yeah, um, I still own drive at the time, but I was um, I was going off site for something. And I remember literally grabbing onto a stop sign and just holding. I, I couldn't move. I was completely
1: yeah. like in, incapacitated. You get hard at times. Yeah.
0: Right, but I remember waking up that morning and starting to put the carbs back into my body Mm. and literally looking at that process it was like my my, my (laughs) skin was like bubble like by the hour I was like what's going on and I had a picture of the morning product to the finished product and I looked like different people and then as time went on it was too tricky for me from a timing standpoint, because I was being asked a lot to do this sort of thing. The reason why I'm giving this example is not to talk about myself, but a lot of people that contact me, it's about, well, I want to get ready for a wedding, or I want to get ready for a movie, or I want to get ready for the beach. And it's it's just different. And I remember my muscle and fitness cover I shot last year. I, I just I didn't have cheats for four or five weeks. Right. And I remember that was good for me then, mm-hmm. because my carbs were high and every day I was waking up and I was like, oh wow, there's another vein on my chest and my yeah, it was body was making, before, that I was yeah. working yeah. but the day of the shoot I didn't change anything and I remember that night I had a hockey game after a shoot and I was like, this is great, I'm actually pretty happy with how I looked and I'm gonna stay can't, with that. Oh, okay. But, but, did I, was I world class on the cover? No. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't, as lean as, you know, the bodybuilders or I wasn't, but it was something that I can manage and I thought was very attainable and very repeatable. And to me, that was setting a good example because, you know, people look at me and they're like, Oh wow, I can look like that. Like that's, that's fine. It's a lot of hard work that goes into it, but you found what I'm, what I'm getting at. It's not really painting a bad picture, but there's a lot of hard work that has to get into that. When someone's uh, messaging me about macros,
1: but they're out drinking three days a week, I, I think they're putting the cart before the horse. You know, how hard are you willing to work for it? Right. You know, the, the people that look the best, whether it's, you know, in anything, really, it's not even look. It's, it's who's the best in their given sport? The person that works the hardest. Right. Because any professional sport, if you go to any pro sport and you take the top, you know, all of the, the athletes that are competing, well, they have a certain amount of genetic predisposition to be athletic or they wouldn't be in there in the first place. They're all good athletes. You go to the NFL, they're all great athletes. It's not the talent that defines them. Maybe it got them through high school. It got them through college. But in the NFL, the ones that succeed are the ones that have the best work ethic and work the hardest. And the same thing with fitness and bodybuilding. Like, You have to suffer. You have to sure. you know, be willing to go through that pain barrier and to push. And when you're hungry... You know, keep going and not give in to the the cravings, yeah. and so it's yeah. you know. And, and when I say cheat meals, it's, it's people probably get the wrong idea too, Don, because it's they, they're earned. You know, like George will post on Instagram like, oh, there's my pancakes. pancakes. Yeah, I saw that, I was yeah. laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but then
0: but then but then you got you got a thousand people who are like, I'm gonna go have pancakes. Yeah, <laughs> they but, but, but right.
1: they're not dieting as hard as George. Exactly. George. Exactly. Like for example, Rita heats up George's food. And, you know, because she works when you work at the front counter, right? Do you heat up? There's a lot of people, all the bodybuilders, could you heat up my food? So everybody's heating their food up. So she's, she's like, Justin, I handle everybody's food. George has the lightest Tupperware of, of anybody. You know, yeah. this is light, lighter than the bikini girls. You know, yeah. I starve the poor guy. So there's a reason that he's that lean. It's not that he just this genetic marvel that he's always lean. No, because he's willing to, to go through a pain barrier that, that most aren't. And so when he does have the cheat meal, you know, it works. Yeah, it great fills out and it does really yeah. well with it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: yes, I do believe that it comes down to hard work, but I, I also yeah. know for a fact that great coaching is what adds a lot of value to all that. I, I think a reason why that you've been very successful, yeah, it's a team. But the reason why you've been, I, again, like I said, I've been watching you. So, reason why you've been so successful over the years is not only because your knowledge—you don't give yourself enough credit. You're incredibly smart, coach. Um, Thank you. But I think it's also the level that you bring your athletes to. Mm. And I don't think it's... If you're a professional athlete and you got a coach that you're afraid to perform in front of, you're not gonna perform yeah. well. If you have someone that you can actually communicate and, with and um, strategize, it's not like, it's, it, with you, it's not my way or the highway. You'll give recommendations, you'll talk to your athletes about it, and I think you guys come up with a plan that's very comforting for these guys. Yes. And that's something that I wish a lot more coaches would learn from, because there's a difference between a trainer and a coach. A trainer can go get a certification, a coach it's earned. And that takes decades, in my opinion, to be able to earn. So, True, great yeah, great, great work on that. Can you do me a favor? Can you let everyone know where they can find you? Um, if they want to contact you about programming, or you probably don't have time, but social media, how about that?
1: Can you just... Yeah, it's, it's uh, A Strong spirit on uh, Instagram. That's, yeah. that's probably, you know, the easiest way on social media. Do you have a website or me. anything or are you just on IG? I, I, don't. I should, I no, need to. No, no, not not um, necessarily. Yeah.
0: Sometimes when you have too many avenues, it, it doesn't work out well. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming on. This was, this was awesome. Um, thank you for having it, me. No, man. You know what? I think it really gave some good insight to a lot of people out there, the world of bodybuilding, what it actually takes, just I think a big takeaway too is, you know, there are natties, there are enhanced, but you really have to take your time and you got to know what's going on before you dive into anything. You really should speak with a doctor, speak with a professional and understand yes. what the hell is going on. Otherwise, unfortunately, my, my buddy didn't, uh, didn't pan out it didn't pan out the right way for him. I'm so uh, sorry about that. yeah, so am I. But listen, guys, ending on a positive note, um, reps, you can email Zach and I, who's not here right now, reps at muscleandfitness.com. I'm Don Saladino. I'm going to give you Zach's handle, at Z on Instagram, my boy. Um, thanks, again, Justin. Thanks, thanks, for, so thanks much again for coming on. It's such a pleasure, it. guys. The pleasure's mine. Take care. Thanks.